much, too much. Uh, Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honneth. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840-plus creators, and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 49, and we have played 136 of the 1365 games in the podcast and three other games for a total of 139 games for the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Eric. Hi. Hi, Alex. How you new, doing? New intro, huh? Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's only going to get more and more complicated. I know. I know. I think uh... <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today, folks. This is going to be a fun one. It's uh, just me and Eric on the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's We just shot the shit. We caught up. I mean, it's a... Um... It's it's uh well there's kind of like an announcement right yeah that's would right you, this, would you like to do the announcement sure this Alex, is so, so um go ahead and do the announcement <laughs> thank you um you know what actually you do the announcement no 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 please okay I'll do it um so the big announcement is that next week is the last episode of season one of Bundle Buddies uh, which is crazy yeah uh, it's episode 50 so we did a year-long season with uh, 50 episodes and I wrote this fun little joke what are we a network sitcom in this 80s <laughs> why because they used to do 50 episodes I feel like they do about 28 they do like the back nine you know what I mean it's mm. like they'd order like 20 episodes of something but anyways oh, wait now tell can you say your joke again um what are we, a network t- sitcom in the 80s? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good joke. That's great. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm getting, uh, I have a big wedding celebration coming up. Um, and so we figured like this was a great time to take a few weeks off. And uh, when we come back, uh, it's going to be mostly the same, but a little bit different too. Um, we are almost certainly bringing on a producer, which will be really fun. Yeah, um, that's very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, so we'll have more information about that and about sort of the new direction of the podcast. But w- one thing we can't promise is that we're still going to play the bundle and still going to play the bundle games and still really focused around itch.io and indie gaming and creators in general. Yeah, I, you know, when we started this, I think, uh, you know, I had played independently created games before um, and, you know, had a, had like, an idea about them but but over the past year or over the past 50 episodes you know i've become so much more familiar uh with the with the community with the process with sort of um the wide spectrum of um you know what indie games kind of means and um and and so i'm you know i'm really excited to continue this process and continue to develop these relationships you know i'm so uh proud of us for you know kind of the the people that we've we've been able to have on as guests on this podcast uh you know it started out with like just our kind of close circle of friends and you know we've now reached out to to some people who are making some like really cool stuff and i'd like to continue um building those relationships and and building this out and i think um it's funny because as you and I become more, you know, kind of familiar with 
these these games and the way these games are created, uh, the less uh, certain our opinions kind of become in some ways. Totally. Um, and uh, and I think that that's been a very fun process. You know, I think uh, we set out to create, um, you know, sort of an archive of people's experiences as well as, you know, sort of a language for critique for these things that like you and I have no um, right in a lot of ways to, to critique people's like <laughs> design uh, skills because neither of us could do any of this, but, um, but, you know, it's still, it's been so fun and it's been um, such a great time and people have been very generous with their time. And um, I really, really do value the conversations that we've had so far and I've been having a blast. So we're going to take a little bit of time while around while I get married to uh, brainstorm and figure out some new directions we can take things in and just in general kind of reflect on the last year. And you get to hear that process start in this episode um, because in this one, we're just playing some games from another bundle that came out, um, which is the itch.io summer selects bundle. We get into it a lot in there, but point being we're playing games that aren't in the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Uh, I think for the first time in the podcast, we might've had a, a couple other here and there as well, but, um, that's the plan. Uh, you want to tell them all about this week's cause, uh, because we got to choose it, which is always exciting. Yeah. Uh, our cause this week is uh, mutual aid network LA. The COVID-19 mutual aid network LA was created by a group of, uh, power and ground game LA community organized, organizers that sought to address critical need in Los Angeles during the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The goal was to provide material support to those who needed it most. Since its formation, the Mutual Aid Network has raised a total of $529,705.21 of those funds. Uh, they've redistributed um, a total of 465924 uh, including uh, just over a quarter of a million in direct cash aid to individuals and families. Learn more and donate at www.mutualaidla.org. Bundle Buddies has donated to them. If you donate and send proof to bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com, we will shout you out on the show. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Um, we'll catch you guys on the other side. That was a fucking healthy sound. That's a microphone. It's a oh. microphone crack oh on my, my crack. <laughs> this is bundle buddies. We got we got a we got we're mixing it up this week. We're, we're seeing whether or not Alex and I can have a conversation for longer than thirty minutes straight without breaking into song. Is that the? This feels like a very targeted dare. And you're targeting me. No, I think I'm. I'm you're trying to stop me from singing my songs, and uh, it just won't work. Well, there we go. Everybody, experiment. All right, all right. Failed. Starting now. Starting now. Okay, starting, starting now. now. No. Starting singing. from this moment forward, I won't sing a word. <laughs> uh, no, no. But for real, starting now. Right okay, now. we. There's going to be no singing in this episode. We know that you hate singing, and uh, yeah, you guys have been very vocal about hating the singing. Yeah absolutely hate singing it has nothing to do with the quality of alex's voice his no. his tune it is nope. just sort of a, a you like a real anti-music podcast we've got here yeah this is like some fucking footloose shit or something it's weird we um 
We've got a so it's just the two of us, a couple couple dudes chilling, grilling, and spilling their guts about why they love games. Um, I you know so so I haven't talked to you at all about this, but I, but I have a some a couple like little um, you know little talking points for I love it for you because um, it's been you know it's been a bit over a year and um, which is crazy to think about. We started this podcast, I think. We were on like an outdoor hang, like one of the first times it was like, what, six months into the pandemic or something like that, the, the lockdown. And we were just sort of like, I guess we can hang out in the backyards as long as we're far away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got a little drunk. Uh, you and I never, mm-hmm. <laughs> never happens. Um but yeah, I'd been thinking about, I basically just wanted to rip off um, the Doughboys podcast. Mm. Um, and I think we've successfully done a, done a good job taking their um, their idea and, and applying it to... Nope, we've uh, taken just their idea and we do their idea every episode. Just that's true. The, we do the same idea they, they have. Uh, I had been, you know, in my brain originally when I proposed this to you, I was like, we're going to play like triple a title games and stuff like that like we're going to be playing games that are like big and flashy and the hottest you know thing in the world and um you were smarter than i was and you were like (laughs) what if instead of doing that we do uh almost the opposite as far as video game podcasts are concerned and uh and you had been you know playing this this bundle and you'd been trying to convince our friends to play this bundle to no avail and so you're way to trick me to, know, into playing it's so devious when you was, think about it <laughs> was to lock me into a, a podcast that um yeah i don't know so okay so the first so- i knew that you couldn't resist a creative project that was sort of structured around an impossible task yeah it's really that's my achilles heel and uh boy oh boy the myths were right <laughs> yeah boy oh boy did i shoot you with an arrow on your heel <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just, I, I think it'd be, I think it's cool to talk about a, a reflecting thing. And the first question that I have for you is, um, so starting out, you know, we had, we had sort of ideas about games and we probably had like pretty, um, pretty like undeveloped ideas about games, or maybe like it was the first time that we were actually trying to articulate some of our feelings about games. And, and one, one thing I, one question I have for you is like, how, what, what's changed? What in your, in terms of opinions of games for you, we've played like almost 150 indie games, easily the most amount of video games that I've played in a shorter period of time. Cause I'm very much a, like, find a thing that I like and sort of stick with it until I'm bored with it kind of. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really dabble in this way um but but in this process would you say that you have uh, an opinion or some opinions that have uh, that have changed you know it's an interesting question to start us off with first of all this is perfect because it's like episode 50 so we're like doing a nice round number we're reflecting on which I, I love i think mm-hmm. my opinion about games I think I've gotten to know better why I like certain things, mm. if that makes sense. Like you, b- before, wh- I think there would be like, oh, I like this. This is nice. Yeah. You know? And if someone described like a set of 
values associated with the game, be like, hmm, that sounds like something I would like. Mm -hmm. And now that that is has been even more articulated for me, if that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. it's even clearer to me what sort of games I will like specifically. Mm -hmm. Um and there I think one of the things in, in which we're a little different um is that I think you're much more honest about what you like and don't like than I am. <laughs> I think I like to hide behind ideas of like you know community or supporting or artistic merits and all these sorts of things um which are great ideas that i support 100 yeah. yes 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 but but specifically i don't know about in in video games if this had ever been the space for you to scratch those itches that's true you know what i mean yeah. and i was coming at this bundle from perspective of like i have you know since the early 2010s been like really curious about this kind of world of indie gaming out there you know that's sort of separate from like the big triple a titles and all these sorts of things just done by like people who kind of love it and my background in comedy was very much grounded in that sort of work too you know in like smaller community-based things where people get inspired by other people's work and create stuff. Yeah. You're, you know, and so to me, it's like, oh, there's sort of a one, a one, one parallel between what I do kind of professionally and like being part of that community, like comedy community. And then also in this video game thing. And like, I would love to, to check that out a little more, you know, yeah. to, to explore it. So I think I approach the bundle as like a chance, like here is like this massive amount of games that I can finally dip my, like just dunk my whole head into and like not see if it's a one-on-one -on -one co comparison, but like actually just like confirm that it's a one-on-one -on -one comparison between the way <laughs> I like consume indie comedy uh on stages and then the way that like indie uh developers make games so well, I, what, I, what i found is that actually it's not one-on-one -on -one. like there is you know laughter and like having fun playing a game are two very different things and you can create conditions in both that encourage them but the conditions you want to create are very different you know and I think hmm. we're much more prone to laugh than we are to have fun playing a game, if that makes sense. I, I, I've, I've observed a thing in you, which I think is, is that you, I think you used to be, you were more open to like exploratory, experimental things that probably in the past I would have called not games. And I think maybe in some ways your taste has become more more defined for those types of games in this in some way like i think in some ways you're not quite as enchanted by somebody just like kind of doing something you know what i mean in in a totally. way that maybe you were a year ago and more that you're like i you know like you have a kind of like a more you know, because what was it? We were playing something recently, which was like a walking simulator. Oh, that photography one. Yeah, which is and, great. You know, and, but it's just for me, I was like, no, thanks. I, yeah. I think I'm out on this one. And I think a year ago, if you had checked it out, you would have been like, this is awesome. You know, I just walk around and take pictures on like a pretty island. Um, But but now there's now you have a little bit more. Um, well, I, I think that it speaks to exactly what we're talking about right now. It's just like. It's it's not that I, I was still a play on that game and I do like that game, but I'm just like 
there needs to be more to this. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I I don't, I still want to play those games, check them out, but I want them to be better. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I played enough of them now that I like, I scratched that itch. Like I went out there and I did the exploring and I did all yeah. the stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. I know what these games are kind of like. This game reminds me of this and this, and I've done this before. And now what does that mean? Yeah. Like, and it, almost it, like I've played like good versions of this. Yes, right? exactly. And I've played exactly. Me, like less good versions of this. I have a, can I tell you a story that kind of shapes the way that I've talked about these things, but I've never actually told the story on the, on the podcast. Before. Yeah, please, please. Okay. <laughs> I think I haven't told it because it's like, it's embarrassing. I, oh, I love this. Please. I, you know, um, I, I'm here, I'm here to do nothing but embarrass myself. I, um, late high school, early college got into break dancing. I don't know this story. <laughs> and I was, I this was is bizarre. I've known you for 10 years. I've never seen you break dance. You know, I was okay. I, <laughs> you know, I sort of like, I grew up in Chicago. Right. So like, I think in the same way that like, if you grow up in the South, you kind of like end up with an affinity for, for country music. Like mm-hmm. if you grew up in a city, you like through osmosis, uh, get into hip hop in some ways. Right. And, um, and I think that there was in high school, there was like a, a seminar that somebody was teaching that was break dancing. And like, I sort of uh, philosophically enjoyed hip hop and, and I was a gymnast. So there was like some elements of break dancing have these sort of gymnastics elements to them, the power moves and that sort of stuff. So, whereas I, you know, I don't know that I was ever really, a good dancer there were some parts of it like uh windmills and stuff that i could do just by by way of um you know having that sort of physical capacity yeah so in college freshman year of college i joined the breakdancing club and um, oh my god and you know like met a couple like you know cool folks and it was at u of i so like a, you know i had trouble um meeting people that were like from chicago when i was in uh in central illinois and um and so there were a couple you know kids from chicago there too and um and crazy legs came uh so crazy legs was part of the rocksteady crew so like pioneer wow one of the like of first break dancing yeah pioneer of like hip-hop culture so break dance so Crazy Legs comes to to U of I to do a. Um, I think he taught us how to how to six step with a little with a little bit of uh, flair. Anyway, um, so he's he starts the he starts the 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 whole thing off, and he's like, "Is there anyone here who's been like doing it for a second, and like, you know, doesn't doesn't have it right you know what i mean like does you know doesn't there's just mm. like haven't can't figure it out or whatever and me and some other kid raised their raised our hands and, and the other kid went and he's like all right and then i went and um <laughs> and you know there was like i had like a couple kind of like half friends sort of in the group at this point right and they all they all kind of uh they like clapped for me or whatever right i you know did a little bit and, and he goes stop 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 sometimes our friends can be our worst enemies <laughs> because they can give us encouragement at times 
when that's not what we need <laughs> and that's not what's going to help us. And so he's like, and you're bad at breakdancing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think in some ways that philosophy, I think I've, I've internalized that philosophy in a lot of ways because I do think that there's, you know, there might be a lot of like weird Americanness in it, but like, if you, if you want to get better at something, there's this, you know, there, there's a duality, right? You need the people who are going to be your cheerleaders and you need the people who are going to, um, you know, you don't necessarily need the haters, right? Like you don't need, uh, you don't need the trolls. You don't need people who are just going to like shit on your thing just to shit on your thing. And I don't mm. think that I've ever done that on this podcast, right? Like maybe I've gone a little bit too hard. on. Something. I don't know about that. Okay. I think I think at the beginning there was definitely a feeling before we sussed it out of just like, you know, a tone of like, if it's bad, I'm gonna rip into it. That's sort of a true. Thing. Okay, you're you right. Know? You're right. But but having said that, I one of the things I've been very impressed by, and this is what's so funny because you said this in the previous episode is that we've both moved closer to, I think, a tone and a voice that is much more closer to each other. If that makes sense, you yeah. Know? So you have gotten. I think a lot more perspective having played all these games and been like, some of these were really good that I didn't expect to be like genuinely surprised you in ways where it's like, it's not, it's not necessarily my kind of game that I would like to play, but there is no denying that this is a cool game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. So another question. So, and, and, and I don't, I don't think that there's an answer to this question, but what, do you think makes something a game? Oh God! <laughs> Even saying that, just trying to answer that makes me completely exhausted. Uh, yeah, I know, you know but like, I mean? you don't even have to like, don't even give me a complete answer if you want. Like, is there something that makes something a? Because I, I wonder if this. What do you think? If this bundle, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know um, either. I think you need to have rules. Right. Like some sort of set of constraints. Um, I think that that's uh, that's a requirement. I think this would be a very funny to peel the curtain back for the listener. We've been thinking like the we're going to the obviously the chief focus of this podcast will always be 100 percent that we will finish all the bundle games. You know, yes. that's just not even a question that is going to happen. Like, yeah. No question. It will absolutely but, happen. But we want to broaden the scope a little bit to include uh, like a, a little bit more elements and maybe like not just be kind of the same, like a Groundhog Day thing, just vary it up, <laughs> you know? So Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe that's the, the new direction we go on. Uh, instead of pass or play, it's is this a game? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I think we like, ask that about every podcast. Well, I think that's a little bit episode. because I think like I think we've we've played things that are maybe not games. Like mm -hmm. I wonder if the um, the trans voices in Japan thing is a game. You know, it's it's certainly interactive and it's interactive storytelling and it's interactive documentary storytelling and it's a hundred percent a play. Right, worth checking out, worth worth looking at, but it might not be a game. And I think originally, I that was like that was me, your stipulation. That was a I, big I see what stipulation, you're saying. Yeah, right? right. Um, because a game should be fun. Yeah, or you know, I don't know. Should a game be fun? I guess that's an interesting question. Do I? 
right or is that is that a i play i definitely play things that become not fun like i mm-hmm. <laughs> magic the gathering at times is not fun mm. and i have in some ways i think that this podcast has uh weaned me off of magic the gathering in a way that is like i think thank you creators at itch.io uh, you know <laughs> thank you <laughs> right. itch.io uh indie game creators you have like broken a horrible habit that is just a like the world's most infuriating game uh magic the gathering is a trap um (laughs) but yeah i don't know i think something's got to have rules i think it i I think it needs some sort of an end condition you know what i mean um these are just and and I, i you know i'm okay what okay how about this what if i what if I start naming things that make a game and you think if there's a way to like break my, break my rules? Like, if, is there a game that we've played that breaks those rules? Interesting. Um, okay. It, it should be fun or at least challenging or dynamic. Um, it should have some set of uh, stipulations on it, right? Whether those are rules or mechanics, uh, or, you know, usually, um, <laughs> usually some sort of like, oh, a win, uh, condition, condition. Um, you know, I, when, uh, when my wife's parents came to visit, you know, and I said that I was doing this thing for games, she was like, you know, aren't, aren't all games about like competition. And I don't think like, that's the case right or or you know domination or winning um yeah i don't know i don't know i mean like there, i know it's, it's it's really tough to when you start to open that up because like you're both just des- you're describing something that it like what you just described when we're talking about things that like i struggle with a little bit i'm really glad i played this game but like one of the the strangest things that we came across in the bundle was nigel do you remember that? Oh, the yeah, I do. <laughs> the bird thing. It's so funny to me that like that's the one that you hate the most. It's not that I hate it. And this is kind of what I mean is is and this is where the conversation kind of breaks down a little bit because I don't know if um calling all of these things that we've played games is correct. I just don't have a better word for it. You know, well, some than, of them are video games. Are interesting. Nigel, Nigel yeah. meets every single one of your criteria. It's true. And yet, that is not a game, my well, friend. Well, it's not. You fun. know what I mean? It's not. I don't. Well, you know what? I think Nigel was fun in some ways. That's you know, true. it was like. I mean, anytime. But, you but playing like... that thing, you're thinking so they're really like, this is what is. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> God bless it. Like, I think everyone should experience it. But, uh, you know, it's it's the perfect example of kind of like what you hope to come across in this bundle of like we kind of get bogged down in the idea of, of this as like a task where we've played all these things. We've like expanded our horizons in terms of like just the sheer number of things we've interacted with in some capacity. Um, and it's like a lot of work to play the, all these games uh, for just like a fun like podcast that we do. Yeah. Um, and sort of on the side of like a lot of other things that we have going on in our lives. <laughs> so when you play kind of like a game that you don't like or that like rubs you the wrong way or that isn't fun specifically, that doesn't meet 
I think our own internal criteria of what it is, it feels like a waste of time. And that's, I think, what we bump up against more than anything else in this. Yeah. Like, we're annoyed that we had to play this thing. Well, I, but I mean, there's, there is another, I, and this is almost, it's, you know, a microcosm of like the internet period. You know what I mean? Where it's just sort of like, or <laughs> like consuming culture, you know, broadly, right? That like, it, it's such, you know, it is, it is always like enriching to experience more of the world, right? And to experience more um, of, of what people have out there and have to offer. And I think, you know, like I probably did this with, with experimental theater in my early 20s in Chicago, right? Where I went and saw a bunch of stuff and, and I, I probably appreciated it in certain ways, you know, that were that were born out of my taste at the time and my desire for, you know, what I, you know, things that I thought that I liked at the time or things that I did like. And then, and, and so like, you know, you've got like, so, so us sifting through this. That's exactly what I mean. It's like, we're in this, this is our early twenties with indie yeah. games. It's, it's the, it's the thing I was talking about earlier. You know, it's like you go out there and you really bump up against all of these different things and it, defines it helps you get a definition in place much more than you did before when it was all sort of like speculative of like oh yeah i think this is cool you know all these sorts of things yeah but i think like you know you can't it's it's rough because like there's there's then a piece of me that's like you know maybe some of these people shouldn't be designers right and and i you know that's not a or game and that, that is the component that's where we defer you know what i mean that i th i think you've like really nailed like the place in which like we're we're sort of like separate you know if that sure. makes sense yeah yeah it, well, is that you're you know sort of a cutthroat capitalist <laughs> and i am a utopian <laughs> dreamer but i think yeah i mean maybe you know I, I hate to think of myself as like, no, but, but, yeah. but it's, it's, it's not, that's the, that is that you're, you live in the world. You know what I mean? Like there are, it's when we've talked to all the developers, like who are successful, like Matt, like the other day was like, oh yeah, I used to be an extreme idealist. Mm -hmm. And now I think like, I don't think that way. Well, you know, what's funny is that I think you and I, I think early on, right, I was not, I had no, I had no, uh, I didn't care about people's feelings and I, and I hurt some people's feelings and, uh, and felt bad. You'll never, you'll never forgive yourself. Yeah. Well, I will, I can forgive myself. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't actually have to see their faces in real life. Right. And, and I've also, as a person who creates, you know, who writes and puts stuff up in front of folks, uh, I've had my, my feelings just absolutely crushed. Uh, yeah, on multiple occasions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very sensitive boy. Um, but we we now, I think, have gotten to a point where we're so um, protective of, like, these designers' feelings. And then every time we have a game designer on who we, you know, respect, they'll be like, oh, no, this is bad. <laughs> right, exactly. They, they have no qualms with, like, with doing the thing that you and I have gotten maybe a little bit more hesitant of, which is to just sort of be like, this is bad. And I think that that's, um, that's interesting, right? Like that's, that's funny that, I don't know. That makes sense. I guess if you're somebody who, who your job is to look at like 
the 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 less that you know look at the bad parts of the game that you're designing and make them better in order to make a more fun game then i think you you know you automatically start doing that for other people's stuff well it's instructive too because to to go back to coming from the comedy world like when i would when i ran theaters like I would give notes and not worry about people's feelings mm. for exactly the reasons that we're all talking about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would watch improv shows and then afterwards, like rip them to shreds and be like, <laughs> you know, here's everything that fucking sucked about what you were doing. Yeah. You know? Or it'd be like, I'll never book that team again, you know, whatever it might be. Um, or if someone like invites me to a show to like possibly get a run somewhere and I go there and your show fucking sucks. And I'm like, you know, that was really stupid of you to invite me to that <laughs> because now, you know, now I think of you as somebody that doesn't do. Yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. doesn't do good work. It just is like this. It's this crazy thing. And, you know, but but the reason I felt like comfortable with that was because that was my world. You know, I was an improviser. Mm, I was yeah. an actor. I was a producer. I would do all those things like I've done versions of those things that are successful. So I felt qualified to be able to evaluate those things on their terms. I don't feel that way about game design specifically. I'm oh, not someone who's ever created no, a game. No. So I always feel like weird commenting on it. Like it, it's our opinions are just like as little weird guys who got this bundler in the pandemic and just like so they would play through it all. Yeah. Um, but I like, I, you know, weirdly enough, like where we, our opinions are, are forming such that like we we're, we're developing a bit of uh, expertise is maybe the wrong word, but like, yeah, expertise is definitely the wrong word, but we've, we've got like a little bit of a, a pedigree under, under there's a us. patina of legitimacy surrounding us. <laughs> like, yeah, we just like, it's like, we talk to people now. It's funny to, um, uh, was it with Seth? Or, and we talked about, Oh, um, Jimmy and the pulsating mass. And like, we brought it up and he was like, Oh, you guys have played Jimmy and the pulsating mass. Right. And it's like, <laughs> like right. you know, we played like these weird games that to us feel like, you know, almost nobody has encountered them, but like, yeah, we've, we've sort of in interjected ourselves uh, without anybody's um, desire or request into this like community of designers and uh, and creators who are and hopefully it's entertaining because we're two reasonably entertaining people i do my best absolutely but i think that's actually the perfect place to segue into what this episode is the one we're specifically doing right now because it's part review right here i think we've definitely covered a bunch of that but there is also like being about 50 episodes in and time like deciding like okay it's time to reevaluate a little bit because you talked about a lot during earlier parts of the podcast like this is a set of games that existed at one period of time and will now be you know this is this is the body of work so we're only ever playing games that were developed pre-pandemic mm -hmm or during the pandemic and put into it. And then we're sort of cursed to live uh, in 2016 through 2020 exclusively in this bundle, <laughs> which is the deal. That's the podcast we signed on to do because it is the sort of Herculean thing that we will hundred percent definitely do. No questions asked. No, yeah, absolutely. But I want to take this expertise and this knowledge we've built with and continue to interact with indie gaming as it moves forward, you know, and as it changes and itch as a platform has only grown 
uh, in terms of the scope of like number of people putting games on it and its profile kind of around like the larger gaming community. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really cool place that a lot of good people put games up. Um, and there's bundles that are popping up all the time for different things. Um, and it just feels like a, a waste of us, uh, not of like, it just feels like a waste not to be engaging with that as much as possible. So the episode this week is um, based around a bundle that Itch itself released. It wasn't put together by members of the community or anything like that. Um, the Itch editorial team of just some of their favorite games uh, for the summer. Um, and it cost nine bucks, which is like an unbelievable deal. Is it still how long it is, is it is not uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it will have been gone for like a month. Uh. So if you missed it, it's gone. But I would encourage you to like go out and check out the games that we are talking about in here specifically. And also just keep your eyes peeled for these bundles they do because they are just worth it. It's like the it, for for the people at itch to put a game in a bundle it's passed like a, qu a quality test mm -hmm. that i don't think most of the bundles at itch uh on itch put together by the community have like uh, you know all the games in this bundle are fucking cool um and maybe i'm back oh oh god damn it i sang i sang I the to start the podcast over now oh man it was not me who did it mm. see i was telling you it's not about you it was it was a, a challenge to us both okay so we took the summertime selects bundle and chose three games from there there were nine games Sometimes Lex, the description of it was pretty simple. It's uh, it's been a while since we hosted our, own, our last Itch.io Selects bundle, so let's change that. As of 10 a.m. August 4th, that's this morning, the Itch.io Summer Selects bundle is live. For only $9, you get these six great games. The following bundle is available from 8, 4, 10 a.m. to 8, 11 at 10 a.m. So you missed it, you freak, but <laughs> maybe you didn't. The um, games in the uh, collective or in the in the bundle were Mixolumia. A Hand with Many Fingers, Sundered, Eldritch Edition, Pocket Watch, Solus 128, and Co-Open. Um, and we chose from those games Mixolumia, A Hand with Many Fingers, and Sundered, Eldritch Edition. And I will say, I mean, like, you maybe, if you miss the bundle, you miss the bundle. But just from the experience that we've had with these three games, like, no spoilers here, but... Um, Probably each one of these games worth could be worth buying, like in its own right. Oh yeah, totally. This uh, is a, this is a, uh, like I went earlier. I feel like if you want to engage in indie gaming, you could do a whole lot worse than just buying the itch.io selects bundles whenever they come around. Yeah, it's um. Which what, what, where are we gonna start? What's our what's our first game? Why don't we start with um? How about a hand with many fingers? Because okay. that one is wild it's by <laughs> Colestia, and the description is a hand with many fingers is the first person investigative thriller while searching through the dusty cia archive you uncover a real cold war conspiracy each document you find has leads uh each document you find has leads to new research but the archive might not be as empty as you think oh okay so i didn't get very far in this game at all I, I loved what i played yeah so the, what what it basically is is it's first person 
And um, this is so interesting, Eric. And I'll, I'll say I'll say why in a second. But please keep on going. Okay, it's like all right angles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. the 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 uh, aesthetic and graphic design here is very um, very you know uh, basic basic and. What you're doing is you're opening up these boxes. You're get, you're finding names, dates, and countries, right? And um, and then you're using that information to to look in like a card catalog, and then go down into the archives and find more boxes to find more dates, names, and places. And holy shit, I love this. And and you know why I love this? I mean, you can go into like. You can go. You can go into your interesting thing. Why do you think? Did you think that I was not going to like this? No, I I didn't know either. I mean, the thing is, this is emails in space. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one of your biggest things is you don't want to have the tedium of everyday life replicated in the game. You don't want to send emails in video games because you send enough fucking emails in your own life, even if you are in outer space, like trying to read stuff. That's really and, and this replicates the tedium of doing pre-internet archival research, like to a extre to the nth degree. It's like literally sometimes you're doing it and it's so fucking boring. I you mean know, you're walking back and up, up and down from a room down to an archive, <laughs> grabbing a box, coming up, putting a box down, opening it up, and then it says, there's nothing in here that's of interest to you. And then you put it back, go back, check another card, go back down to do it, come back up, you know. And the unfortunately, like, the amount of time, I just never got past that, you know. Like, really? I, no, I, I just, I blew it. Like, I, I, I saved this one till the end and then just, like, never got any more information that was relevant. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, like, it really feels like um it, it 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 is that thing where like it feels like magic you know anytime you play a puzzle game and you like correctly solve the puzzle like you do the right thing and it like gets you to the next thing and you're like well all i really did was like follow directions but like right <laughs> you know like it felt magical every time you popped up in that box and there were like three documents in there right like a picture a business card like a a, a letter correspondence in the 70s i mean so what i love about this what i love about this game um is that so much of the writing of this game happened independently of the game design and what i mean by that is i think we've played a lot of you know specifically um like in some ways you could call this game an interactive uh fiction, right? Like a right, a, totally. a virtual novel almost. Almost Even, like an escape room where the condition to escape is to solve the CIA, you know, conspiracy. And um but it 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 doesn't front load the writing, right? Like it doesn't feel like you're playing through the first draft of somebody's concepts and thoughts and and they did so much work exterior to the game design work itself. You know what I mean? Like, like somebody here 
took these core like you know these these people or, or and maybe certain correspondences and started piecing together outside of the game itself a a world and a network of you know like conspiracy about who you know committed this murder and and they they put it together and then created very simple basic mechanics by which you can then um unravel this puzzle and feel like you're doing it kind of organically uh, like of your own um you know volition or of your own uh you know experience and i think that that is like so cool that is so cool i this is a game like you know i would have no problem recommending even just from the beginning of what i started to do just because it's like it's fucking cool. Like who? This is the perfect example of the sort of thing I expected to be in the bundle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like you pick pick up something like what is this? And yet it's so dynamic and interesting. You well, know? And even though it's you know like where on earth would you ever get to relive this thing short of like you know a Tom Clancy novel or something? Like that? <laughs> well, I also love that you can like you're putting these things up on this board and you're making your own weird crazy board right like you it, mm-hmm. i love like just the i've always had like such an affinity for the you know the like the picture and the the thread that connects you know like i just mm-hmm. love that aesthetically and um we're unfortunately sort of like living through a moment where i you know, I truly hate conspiracies because they are, you know, it's, they're like all over the place and people uh, just have no problem believing in like, uh, like ap- absolute lies. And there's like actual machinations of power that are happening right in front of our face that are very powerful and don't need to be obfuscated. And that's how I feel right now. But, <laughs> but I love this, you know, you know, kind of like, I love the piecing together thing and like like there's also like as you connect these threads like you you're like asked to consider whether or not like this thread is actually connected like did i did i just sort of find this additional piece of information or is this you know one of my favorite movies is the movie spotlight uh oh this is like this is that yeah yeah where they're just sort of like you know, looking at books together and they're like, oh, look, now look at this book. Look, this thing is connected to this thing right here. Um, it's so it's so cool. And there's like like weird Baroque music kind of just in the background there. And it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But we've played like a couple games that like have this feel and this vibe. And they are not nearly as, you know, well, um you know thought out as this game this game is is you know it's great should we should we get to our final thoughts i love it yeah i mean i am a definite play on this one i'm excited to dig back into it this feels like i don't know i wonder how long it would take to complete completely it's just because said, I mean, if, it if, said one to two hours. Is what oh, that's so said. cool. I mean, I, I can definitely give one to two hours. I need to I need to dive back into it. What happened was I was I played all the games earlier in the week for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I played the other two games we're going to talk about first and was like really amped. And then it was a little later and it said 
at the beginning of the game, it says, you're going to want to take notes, preferably with a pen and paper. And I was like, fuck (laughs) that. Are you kidding me with these notes? You know what I mean? So I booted it back up today and was like a little more game, a little more caffeinated and like ready for it to do that. But if you're, you know, if you don't want sort of that sort of playable, puzzly, fictiony kind of thing going on, this might not be for you, but I'm very much a play. This is like worth just checking out to see like what games can be. Um, yeah, Eric, is this a game? Um, that's actually a really good question. Yeah, it might it might not be a game. Uh, I don't know. I didn't play long. Enough. Well, I don't know. It's a puzzle. Uh, is a puzzle a game? Or there is we go. A puzzle, is the game a puzzle? I mean, I, we're, so we're this... getting more questions. Let's if we try to, we have to like we're gonna wind up putting things up on a board and connecting dots. Oh my you know, god! If we try to answer this question right I, now. I whether or not this is a game, I think it is so cool. I think they mm-hmm. they um they did a really magical thing where I don't know what would happen if I tried to check all of those boxes down there? You know what I mean? Like if I went one by one and like tried to open up each individual box, but I uh, am always so impressed by a, uh, an artist who can create a thing where I only get small pieces of information. And I feel like th- what I'm working inside of is a giant well thought out thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think yes. it's, I think it's so hard um, to do that. I think, and I think they did a really good job. They've done a really good job of withholding just the right amount of information of creating a world where I'm, I'm feel, I feel so certain that they have done so much research and work and storytelling storytelling and world building and and thought that that happens outside of the game itself and the game itself is so is so procedural and and pretty repetitive but but you what what you feel like you're doing is you're you're unraveling a story on your own right and and that is just excellent game design whether or not this is a game or a puzzle and i didn't get to the part you know i heard i thought like footsteps at some point so i don't know if there's like some other cool you know like i know i wonder too thing that's happening inside of this and that is in some ways the you know the unfortunate aspect of um of the podcast is that like we are we're, we really are tasting these games, you know, like we're not Siskel and Ebert. Like, it's not just like sit down, watch two hours and then be like, this is the thing, you know, like you really do have to like put time, effort and energy and mental, you know, work into, into this process. Um, but this is a hundred percent a play. This is like so cool. And, and if you're a game designer and you are, you know, thinking about writing and your relationship to writing and, uh, your game. I think that this is absolutely a worthwhile game to check out because I think it, it takes writing um, very seriously. And, and, and that does not mean excessive amounts of writing. I think we've played games in this bundle and this is not even a game in this bundle, but we've played <laughs> things where, where people mistake uh, and 
like an excessiveness uh, of writing and copywriting with the job of writing. And so much of the time, the job of a writer is to cut, 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 is to like trim mm. and give give the least amount of it, but most impactful. I don't know. This game, this game really is, I, I think, a, a, a very special piece of work. Very cool. All right, moving on. That's uh, double play, folks. Uh, moving on to our next game this week, uh, we played Mixolumia by Dave Makes. Description: Mixolumia introduces a fresh twist on following block puzzlers. Scintillating visuals and entrancing music respond to your input and evolve as you progress. Diamond blocks slide together on the gem-shaped board and explode in glittering chain reactions. Oh, baby! Oh, this is like this is fun, and actually, um, this game is great, man. This uh, was purchased in our Palestinian aid bundle as well. As so well. if you That's did. Right get the uh, Palestinian aid bundle um, but but missed the summer selects uh, you have it you have this game and it's uh, I don't like, would you call it a Tetris like it's like a yeah Tetris. yeah it's a yeah. Tetris game I mean I think someone sort of like did you ever play Tetris effect uh, Eric I don't know Tetris I'm... effect is like the like the newest version of Tetris where basically it's all about like sort of interactions with visuals and graphics and sound and music um, as you're playing. No. And it's got, it's, no. it's shares a lot of the same DNA as this. So this kind of feels like a new kind of, you know, falling block game yeah, with so it's, the DNA of Tetris effect, but that is low, low poly compared to got Yeah. You've got like falling. I only played like two of the modes, but I, but I, this is, it's like four dots and it's falling down into a a diamond right a pol some sort of a, a polygon maybe even a square but turned sideways so like if you were to drop it straight down it's going to land kind of perfectly in that cup but then what's fun about the game is the way that it kind of cascades sort of to the sides right so and so you're you're still just trying to line up uh you know blocks of the same color right dr mario style um but but the geometry of it it's cool. Yeah, it <laughs> and, is. It really and it's is. not intuitive, but no, then also not. the more that you play it, it's like any good, you know, puzzly game. Uh, you start to get a feel for it, even though maybe you don't have a feel for it. Right. Um, there was a very specific moment I was playing it where I, I, I had played this a bunch earlier in the, uh, summer as well after i got in the palestinian aid bottle just because stuff like this i really really do love i think yeah. it's so cool um just like something you can vibe out to for a while um so i was doing that and uh I, my brain just wasn't clicking with like the longer bigger strategy of what you're supposed to be doing oh yeah know, in general but then today i was playing it and it really did for a little bit like, yeah there was like a string i was playing for like maybe three minutes where I was like, Oh, I get this. It's working. Stuff's happening. This is awesome. And then I felt I was, I, I, I looked at the board again and I saw it differently and I felt my brain slide out of it. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh my God, like what is this thing? You know, what's going on? Uh, so I, anything like that, I think it's just so cool when uh, something can like uh, encourage such a, <laughs> A wealth of uh, a reaction from you. I think yeah, it's awesome. I yeah, it's um, it's very much one of those games where like, it's a good. We have like post. We have like post bath games, and this is like a procrastination game. Like yeah. this is, 
if you have work that you really don't want to do and you want to sit and kind of look at a thing that's uh, more enjoyable than the work that you don't have to do, this has like great music. It's got, you know, great sounds. It's fun and lo-fi and has done that like really smart, you know, again, like if, if we're talking about um, Hand With Many Fingers as being something where, you know, they give you just enough but like the you know the more the more of the like little morsels that they give you the bigger it kind of expands like this is a game that has created its own kind of like puzzle language and i bet that the more you play it the more the better you'll get at it and you know you'll figure out the language of this of this game which which is you know still put together by like four lines and then a bunch of dots descending right like mm-hmm. tetris <laughs> like I don't know. I I love, I do. I also really like these types of games because uh, more than anything, I hate working. Yeah. Uh, and um, and you know, there's times when like, uh, you know, my wife is out of town, so like I feel sad a lot. <laughs> this I'm is the perfect just... way to put away your feelings for a little bit, just vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'll answer it for you. This is definitely a game. You know, this is a game by by any definition. Um, sure, sure. And I am I'm a I'm a play on it. Just nice. go for it. This yeah. is definitely something to pick up and check out. If you like if you like Tetris, if you like puzzle games, sort of like that Dr. Mario um, bubble bubble, whatever it might be. This is a good this is a good version of that. And it's cool. And it's nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm also a play on Mixolumia. Mix. Mixolumia. Uh, I feel like it's like that Phoenix album, Listomania, whenever I say it. Mixolumia. I have no idea. You see, now you're singing, man. You did it too. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mixolumia, very, very fun. Excellent game. Uh, Well done. It's cool. Uh, Vibe out. Play a little bit of a puzzle. You know, it, it gives you just enough. And then at some point, you've, you've, you fucked up because you can't figure out how how it works and you you build it all the way up to the top and it says you lost and then you play again and it feels very fun well done i'm gonna go back and play it like super slowed down oh yeah. that's my i think that's the trick is like to get it better it's just to do it slowed down for a while all right next game sundered from thunder lotus sunder is a chaotic hand-drawn metroidvania where you resist or embrace ancient eldritch powers Confront hordes of terrifying enemies in an ever-changing world inspired by the uh, works of H.P. Lovecraft. Sundered is a challenging, unique take on a classic genre from the creators of Joden, and now with local co-op. Um, this, so this is also the studio that made Spirit Fair, which is a sort of management sim that came out this week, or this year rather, about um, sort of tending this boat and guiding spirits to the afterworld. Um, you can play it on Xbox cool. Game Pass. Uh, it's really cool. You can get it on Switch also. That's a very cool game. And you know what? Sundered is a very cool game, too. Oh, my God. Speaking of games that I want to go back and continue yeah, playing. Seriously, this is really cool. It's it's just a really the art is gorgeous. The way it feels to play the combat is very nice. It, it's it's similar to a game like Hollow Knight. You know, it's, it's a classic mm, yeah. Metroidvania kind of thing. You are. Um, just like bashing folks, bashing like uh, enemies all over the place as you figure out puzzles and uh, get new abilities that open up other parts of maps and you come back. There's this whole sort of elder god component component of like you're being used by this force to sort of come back to power and prominence, but they're also giving you, you power at the same time. 
um, and you, you don't really know what's going on with that. Like if you can trust anything in this world a little bit. Um, and there's also just this deep lore that is kind of built into the thing that um, at least as far as I played, it didn't, I didn't learn a ton about it, but it's, there's, it's a lived in world that you are occupying. Which yeah. Is cool to see. I definitely, I really have no idea what any of the lore is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have no idea what like any of the story is that is unfolding. I don't like, you know, I kept going back to this Valkyrie place where there's this like statue in the background. I, it more than anything else, right? Like, I kind of separate from like what we were just talking about with hand with many fingers. <laughs> um, the writing in this is is like, you know, you can take it right. Like, if if there was zero writing in this, I I would have just as much fun as mm-hmm. you know the writing that is in this because it is just a game that is just fun (laughs) it's like you're there's wall jumping right like you can jump back and forth it feels like a sega game like if i'm like you know it feels like a just well-designed you know like side scrolly fighty fighty thing these hordes that show up they start to get more complicated in the first time you and encounter a thing it seems like really difficult and then you kind of get the 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 rhythms of yeah the enemies are like very uniquely designed and they each have like specific things but there's and then some points there's so many of them you just gotta kind of button mash you know it's crazy it's nuts it gets so crazy but there's also i mean like it's uh we've talked about uh the the you know design idea of juicing something and it, it is very juiced so like every time you attack and like kill an enemy it feels real fun and um I also really do appreciate like pretty early on you get like a force field thing, which basically says that like you could take, you know, like, like light blows or whatever, like you get like almost a freebie like attack. And I think that was like games like this. I love that so much because Mm. like, you know, like those early, you know, like side scrolly games, you like introduce three enemies and suddenly it's just sort of like, somebody kicks you in the back of the head right and that's just like how you die is you're just sort of like you know a weird attack at the back of the head like you just like you could it could get so infuriating and this is a game that just wants to keep piling on enemies and enemies and it gives you some of these like you know freebies you've got this like dome around you that and then when it when that dome busts you're like oh fuck i'm like Mm. fucked now Mm. because these baddies are coming at me they're coming but yeah, so the mechanics are like this like regular attack, this like dive mechanic. You can jump, like hop off walls. And like one of the ways that you move through this place is like jumping from wall to wall. Ah, oh, it's so fun. It's jumping like, is fun in this. It's jumping and fun. fun. The, the sounds they've made to tie to the hitting to are very fun. It's just <laughs> a well-designed game like this, you know? I have, a, I have a gripe. Please. You want to hear my gripe? Yeah. Okay, so oh, is this pass the does it pass the spike test? It does pass the spike test actually, and and That's in nice. fact, actually, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought up the spike test because the spikes in this game are brambles, like some sort of like cosmic or or like you know like uh, they you know like empowered brambles, and I think that like you know if in game design what you're kind of doing is reusing this vocabulary, right? Like the brambles are spikes. But every time I hit those brambles, even if I like didn't necessarily see the bramble coming, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course that hit that like hurt me. Like, 
if you're if you're somebody who's who wants to make a side scroller and like you want an idea for something that's not spikes like the brambles in this brambles. are like don't overthink it they're brambles 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 are perfect for spikes like cosmic brambles or or like you know radioactive brambles there you go <laughs> get away you're, from radioactive you're welcome brambles um no okay so the the like early mechanics that you get in this game are uh attack uh, elixir which will use a, like a health potion and elixir and finisher which is a um you know like a big attack basically yeah. attack is the a button elixir is the f button and finisher is the e button and so when I was learning this, you know, as I was learning this, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I want to use an elixir. And I would push E and it would do a finisher. And I'd be like, I want to do a finisher right now. And I'd push F and it'd be elixir. There's no reason. There's no, there's no excuse for that nonsense. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's but that is a gripe but that is like the the stupidest the stupid i feel like a dipshit for even saying it i um, like no i love it yeah my advice play with the controller it's very fun oh hell yeah um should we final thoughts it yeah play this one this one's cool as hell do you like metroidvanias you probably haven't heard of this and you should play it oh man yeah you like running around and fun fight mechanics and you know this is probably I, this is not in the bundle so it, it feels unfair to say that this is my favorite platformer uh, of the bundle but it's my it's probably my favorite platformer we've played so far of the podcast of the podcast right like you're just it just it feels it's like bleed 2 we play the game bleed 2 um and tiny dangerous dungeons those are like you know very much games that uh are are delightful platform uh bleed 2 is not a metroidvania but done but tiny dangerous dungeons is um and this is like you know it's a metroidvania you're you're getting powers and you're powering up and you're able to like move in different ways and, and the movement in this is so well done so like oh, it's a blast kudos this is a play kudos baby and kudos to us we made it to the end of another episode of bundle freaking buddies we didn't even we we didn't uh we sang no, who needs a damn guest, Eric? That's what I'm saying. These fucking freeloaders, they come on our podcast, they give us their time. We appreciate them to no end, but you know what? We are the, we're the freeloaders. Yeah, we're the freeloaders. <laughs> so that's what the people want. They want freeloading. Oh, I love it. Alex, um, thanks for being on this podcast. Thank uh, you for being. Thank you for doing the podcast with me. I'm glad yeah. we're going to keep on going and doing it and building out what it is. Let us know if you like this kind of episode, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you don't like this kind of episode and you think like crazy legs that our friends are just, uh, giving us claps when we don't deserve claps. I don't know. I don't think any of our friends say supportive stuff about this podcast. None of our friends listen to this podcast. Which is, I think, kind no, of cool. No, that's not true. That's not true. None of your friends listen None to this None of my podcast. friends do. You're, you have a lot of friends who listen to it. Shout I... out to Eric's friends. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> I yeah the only our my our biggest fans are are my group of friends that I I talk to every day and play video games with and they're so generous. Alex, we'll talk in a second. Okay. <laughs> when you'll hear our voice in a second when we record the bumper. Till yeah. then.
Okay, now, what an episode of Bundle Buddies. Wow, Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, next, we've got on Chicago-based artist and performer City Landcrete. You can check her out as the Mitra on the D&D Actual Play podcast, NBC Incorporated, and follow her on Twitter at Sadie Posting. Uh, we've already recorded it. i got to say, guys, it's a fun freaking episode. It's a dang um, blast. We're playing Changeling from Steamberry Studio, a interactive fiction dating sim, sim phys- female protagonist, magic, atome, romance, story-rich, urban fantasy, vampire visual novel. Octodad from Young Horses, a colorful comedy cult classic, Bumblecore, low poly physics adventure, and Curse of the Crescent Isle DX from One AM Hourry, a cute 16 beat, uh, 16 beat, 16 bit 2D yeah, controller, yeah. female protagonist, <laughs> pixel art, retro puzzle platform. It's early in the day, too early for you to be drunk, my friend. <laughs> well, you know what? It's always five o'clock somewhere. That's uh, that's the saying. <laughs> That's it, guys. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there, please. And uh, tune in next week for the season finale of Bundle Buddies. Wow. Wow. I, do you think Sadie knew she was recording the season finale when she recorded with us? I don't even think we knew when she was recording the season finale. No, we kind of just sort of we kind of made a decision. <laughs> I know. If we're a uh, real talk, it would have been smart to have this be the season finale. But you know what? Life is what happens when you're out there making other plans. Wow. Uh, John wow. Lennon said that. Wow. You know, a plan is a series of actions that doesn't occur. Wow. That, uh, is that I think that's Roth from, no, that's I think that's Roth from original. the way of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. And that's it. We'll catch you next week. Uh, I love you, Eric. I love you too, Alex. Bundle Buddies is recorded by Alex Hunt. <laughs> Fuck. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.